Welcome to CoinStack, our podcast and newsletter on Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, DeFi, blockchain, Web 3.0, and the future of money. Let's get started. What up, CoinStackers? This is Mike, your favorite DeFi DJ, and welcome back to another episode of CoinStack. It is Thursday, September 30th, and in this week's episode, we are going to recap everything that's about Bitcoin, Ethereum, blockchain, all your favorite L1s, and the future of money. We'll be covering all the top crypto news, fundraisers, stats, and reports. Stay tuned as we help you find that alpha. CoinStack is sponsored by HeartRhythm. HeartRhythm is an algorithmic crypto quant fund with assets under management in the top 10% of crypto funds. For three years now, their crypto strategies have generated exceptional returns without a single down month by using a combination of algorithmic trading, margin lending, DeFi yield farming, and market neutral hedged liquidity pools. Their strategies have never had a down month going back to 2018 through both bear and bull markets. On the team, they have a cognitive science PhD, world-class engineers and quants from Google, Airbnb, and Citadel, and an operations team from top venture funds. HeartRhythm is on track to put 50% of their performance fees into social impact projects as part of building a crypto quant fund that does good in the world and brings millions of dollars per year into social impact grants. They're building a brilliant regenerative engine for social transformation that turns code into money and money into good while generating exceptional returns. And now HeartRhythm is scaling up their team. They're hiring smart contract developers, quant engineers, data scientists, and a CFO and COO with hedge fund experience. If you're interested in joining their exceptional team or learning more about becoming part of their crypto quant fund, visit heartrhythm.com. That's rhythm like algorithm, R-I-T-H-M. 100% heart and 100% algorithms. That's HeartRhythm. Thank you to HeartRhythm for sponsoring CoinStack. All right, time for your latest market forecast. And who is better at doing that than the good old Willy Woo? Coming in at the latest Bitcoin forecast released this morning. Top level summary for September 30th. Current price of Bitcoin at $41,200. Macro, mid-macro. Long-term investors are now at their peak levels of accumulation. If history repeats, we can expect two or more months of reaccumulation followed by a strong rally in regards to the short term while price action has been locally bearish coming off of china news long-term investors have been buying in regards to price action expectations sideways between 39,000 47,000 over the next two weeks this may change if new changes come in he will let us know and price action conviction is currently medium Crypto news recap, the top 10 stories going on in our space, looking at it from a macro level so you can get that alpha. Number one, we got Bitfinex, who spent $23.7 million in fees to make a single Ethereum transaction. A wallet belonging to crypto exchange Bitfinex covered the fees for a payment of $100,000 of Tether, USDT. Yeah, they literally spent $23.7 million in fees to transfer $100,000 of Tether. Freaking crazy. On behalf of the non-custodial exchange Diversified, the majority of the funds were returned to Bitfinex-controlled wallet the following day. Pretty insane, if you ask me. All right, number two, we got Cardano. 
their commercial arm to invest $100 million in DeFi, NFTs, and blockchain education. Emergo, the commercial and venture arm of Cardano, is investing $100 million to boost decentralized finance, non-fungible token products, and blockchain education efforts. Next up, we got Arca Labs and Securities Partner on Tokenized U.S. Treasury Funds. Arca Labs teamed up with Securities to launch a regulated 40-act tokenized U.S. Treasury Fund to provide a stable way for investors to gain crypto exposure. The Arca U.S. Treasury Fund is structured the same as a mutual fund. It meets the same regulatory requirements, but shareholders interact with it through an Ethereum token and share ownership is, rep is represented on the blockchain. Shares will be issued through our coin digital asset security token and record records of token ownership and history will be maintained off chain. Securities will be the funds transfer agent and responsible for providing the smart contract and issuance platform behind the fund. Uh, and coming in from the CEO of Arca, we really wanted to create a product that had utility said Rain Steinberg. Uh, this serves as something similar to a stable instrument. We saw its low volatility coin. And then we have next up, US centers, U.S. centers launch bill to keep tabs on overseas crypto mining. Two U.S. senators have introduced a bill that would have the U.S. Treasury keep tabs on foreign countries' cryptocurrency activity. Then we have Peruvian stablecoin launches on Stellar blockchain. Latin American stablecoin issuer NCLAP is expanding its Stellar-based stablecoin network by launching a new stablecoin in Peru. Uh, pegged to Peru's official fiat currency, the Peruvian Sol or Sol Pen, the new stablecoin is designed to enable instant transactions across NCLAP's network, including conversions to other fiat currencies as well as any other digital asset the firm announced on Saturday. Called the Digital Soul, the stablecoin is said to be 100% backed by local fiat currency and is available on the Stellar network to be integrated on any platform. According to the announcement, the Digital Soul is already available for purchase from several digital wallets as well as exchanges against foreign currencies such as Argentinian Peso, Brazilian Real, and the United States Dollar and the Euro. The Digital Soul opened borders for the Peruvian market, allowing local people and companies to send and receive payments exchange value with anyone else in the world in all types of currencies in a matter of minutes at a very low cost, and class co-founder Ivan Modric said. Highlights from the top crypto reports from the week. Here are the top highlights of the best crypto research reports that we found and believe will actually make a difference. CBDCs can cut cross-border remittance costs by half. Uh, the Bank of International Settlements, or the BIS, recently published a report stating the benefits of central bank digital currencies, specifically reducing the cost of cross-border payments and cutting remittance costs by half. The BIS's recent report called Building a Multi-CBDC Platform International Payments, released on September 28th, went into detail uh, showing how actually the existing mode of cross-border fund transfers and its pain points. So in the illustration that we have, if you're going in Thailand, it would the remittance between a Thailand to Hong Kong, you'd have to go through one, two, three, four, five, six different institutions or through a Thai corp, a Thai bank, a Thai corresponding bank, bridge, taking that to a Hong Kong corresponding bank, um, the actual Hong Kong bank and a Hong Kong corporation. Uh, the reasons why this wouldn't work, or actually it's working right now, but where crypto can actually help, is that it's costly as hell, it's complex operations, it's high FX settlement risk, low transparency, and heavy reporting burden. 
And I quote from the report, in the absence of multilateral solutions for cross-border payments, correspondent banks currently act as bridges, moving payments from one jurisdiction to another. To achieve this, they have built extensive correspondent banking networks and arrangements. While serving a critical economic role, these networks and structures also introduce more intermediary steps in the system. Corresponding banks are spread across multiple time zones and different operating hours, leading to increased operational complexity, possible bottlenecks, and duplication. For example, every bank is repeated Lean, uh, repeating know your customer process in the corresponding bank process flow. As illustrated in the published report of Indian Lion Rock Phase 1, this leads to higher cost and a lower speed of cross-border payments. The process complexity also is paired with high FX settlement risk, low transparency, and high reporting burden. Number two, we had the folks over at Chainalysis with their latest insights from September 28th issue. Europe becomes the largest crypto economy with over $1 trillion in transactions. Chainalysis, a knowledge research firm, released an in-depth report regarding cryptocurrency, the country's moving the most economic value. Central, Northern, and Western Europe are currently transacting over $1 trillion worth of cryptocurrency over the last year, representing 25% of global activity. And Chainalysis writes, Central, Northern, and Western Europe, transactions volumes grew significantly across virtually all cryptocurrencies in several types, especially on DeFi protocols. An influx of institutional investment signaled by large transactions drove most of the growth through retail activity also increased. Large institution cryptocurrency transaction value grew from $1.4 billion in July 2020 to, Jesus, $46.3 billion in June 2021. Okay, I actually can't believe I just read that. So... They literally went from 1.4 billion in July 2020. Fast forward to roughly a year later to 46.3 billion in transactions. That is freaking insane. Uh, at which point it made up more than half of all CNWE activity. Well, honestly, looking at current the current bond market and what you can actually get in any kind of fixed income like just instrument, this makes a lot of sense as to why we're doing that. But hey, first move in rares, right? So we have Bitcoin's energy consumption is insignificant globally in the latest report by NYDIG, a subsidiary of Stone Ridge, leading technology financial services firm dedicated to Bitcoin. In their latest report, NYDIG evaluated Bitcoin's energy consumption in the context of its role in society, ultimately finding its energy consumption to be insignificant on a global scale. And so they write, Bitcoin's absolute electricity consumption and carbon emissions are not significant in global terms, representing 0.04% of global primary energy consumption, 0.2% of global electricity generation, and 0.1% of global carbon emissions. Bitcoin's electricity consumption and carbon emissions are not significant in global terms. It is estimated electricity consumption of 62 terawatts in 2020 represented just 0.04% of the global primary energy consumption of 170,000 terawatts and 0.2% of the global electricity generation of 27,000 terawatts. Bitcoin's carbon emissions were 33 mtCO2 in 2020 or 0.1% of the global total of 36,000 mtCO2. In the future, under a wide range of Bitcoin price scenarios, Bitcoin's electricity consumption and carbon emissions will remain a small portion of global totals. Even under our highest price scenarios where Bitcoin's electricity consumption and carbon emissions peak at 706 terawatts and 234 MTCO, this only accounts for 0.4% global primary energy consumption, 2.0% of electricity generation, and 0.9% of carbon emissions. And that is it for the week, CoinStack fam. Check out the newsletter for DeFi and Future Finance Part 2 by Ryan Alice, the managing partner of CryptoQuant Fund Heart Rhythm, as well as the founder of this little 
uh, podcast newsletter called Coin Stack. In it, he just goes really, really, really deep on the economy, blockchains powering DeFi, which one is winning, DeFi TVLs by L1 blockchains. I mean, just really awesome job, Ryan, on that report. And also a shout out to our sponsor, Heart Rhythm, for actually getting a featured article over on Entrepreneur Magazine on their founder, Nick Sullivan, in the title, Meet the Silicon Valley Entrepreneur Using Cryptocurrency to Create Social Impact. So check out the newsletter for more info on that. And until then, see you guys next week. Peace.